Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 47th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. I'm your extremely tired host, SBJ. And with me today, I have the B team, the B team's finest. <laughs> Logan, you're here. You're back. I'm back. Back in action. How are things? You know, they're, they're really good. I'm doing great. I've been playing a lot of games of board game and video game variety. I just like games. Just love games. Also been working a lot, but that's a different thing. <laughs> All right. We have workaholic Will Anderson here with us today, too. Yeah, I mean, he's complaining about working a lot, and I, like, literally worked 12 hours outdoors yesterday and six hours outdoors today, and he's complaining about working a lot. And also, let's let's be very clear, Mr. Logan vacations a lot, a lot more than your average person. You'd be very surprised. But I'm good at negotiating. I've told you this. That's why That's why B team is best team. He, he knows how to, to work those... <laughs> vacations into his uh contract or whatever they do in his industry yeah it's it's a contract still <laughs> <laughs> an agreement of sort uh before yeah. we get into things i will not be here next week i'm leaving the podcast up to sean and alan i don't know what they're gonna do so you know let them do their thing i i gave them they they didn't have an excuse this week i just gave them the week off i will be at pax yeah. prime next weekend because of that, I needed to switch some stuff around this week. We're actually recording this on a Saturday night instead of our normal Thursday night. So I said, hey, I'll just get the B team. You guys take the week off. By the way, you guys are on your own next week. So <laughs> we'll see what they figure out or do. The episodes, I, I need to say, like, because Ellen always gushes about the B team, but the A team does a good job. And when, uh, whenever it's, it's like just Alan or Alan and Sean, they always manage to, you know, either like have a cool guest on or just... Like that one time when Alan just made up all of his responses, that was pretty cool. And pretty cool episode. Cool is a word to describe that. <laughs> <laughs> a word. And I'll just say I have a super mega crush on Sean. So if they want me to record and host and edit, uh, I can make myself available at any time Mr. Sean McCoy needs it. <laughs> And you have experience with this. You have a whole other podcast that you cut and edit. So. Well, yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that you're giving the assumption that Sean actually listens to the episodes. That is true uh, yeah. as well. <laughs> if you are new here, I should maybe start off with this. If you're new here, this is a podcast about board games, tabletop games, games you can play on or underneath your table. I think, <laughs> I think that's just what I end up saying every time, but that's all right. B team is here. I've had just a super busy week. Uh, it's been now a little bit over two weeks from Gen Con. I think everyone has a pile of work on their desk when they get back from Gen Con. And then that's your catch-up period. And last week was more of my catching up on home period. And now this week has really been getting ready to go to PAX. So I haven't played much. I have some stuff to talk about. But before we get to that, you know, everything's, you know, all wrapped up and good to go, but I can't help not bring up Gen Con because it was such a big event. And Logan hasn't been on since the Gen Con specials we released. So oh, I do yeah. want to I do want to ask you, Logan, what was your game of Gen Con? Excuse me, Sam, do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. Oh man, my game of Gen Con? Hmm. Or a maybe... game that maybe, you know, just really stood out to you. I think Tyrants of the Underdark was a real solid game. And, of course, the Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition was also very good. 
Um, those are the, those are my two probably times of the Underdark. It's like it's a lot like trains, but I feel like it's um got a lot more uh, player interaction than trains does. Trains is sort of just like passive. Everybody's playing like a a version of solitaire. Um, but in times of the Underdark, you're really affecting other players. But it is still a similar game, and I liked it a lot. Trains is more so based on Dominion. Right, yeah, and this one's more like Ascension, but still a deck builder with area control. But there's a lot more player versus player elements. Like, you're you're actively trying to overtake your opponent's territory. So I know what deck builder means. What does area control mean? Because lots of people say that, and then I'm like, hmm, I could imagine what that means, but what does it really mean? It just means to... there's there's like it's like risk there's a board where there's a map and you put figures on the map representing what areas you have control over and uh, other players have their figures on a different part of the map and they can assert control over different areas by attacking or something like that okay cool i was trying to think of like just a super simple game that's area control I mean, Risk is pretty ubiquitous, so... Yeah, but a good game. It's not comp- yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's also not, like, a not-complex game. Risk what's, is... what's a game people want to play? Right, right. Hmm. Is that is that one about... No, no, Ticket the, to Ride. Um, yeah, that was just Ticket, say Yeah, that one. Ticket to Ride. It's not really area. It's more like lane control. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's similar enough. You're placing figures on a map. Right, taking over certain routes. So those, those two games stood out. Any other... This... I'm going to say that Logan and I have known each other for several years, maybe pushing four, five. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that, but I think closer well, to no, four, no, no. five yeah. would be, yeah, closer to four. This past Gen Con was, was the most we've ever hung out and interacted. Yeah. It was actually like, it was one of my best Gen Cons cause I was hanging out with you guys so much. We've recorded so many podcasts. I've, I played, you know, a whole campaign of Dungeons and Dragons at the con. I've never done this much varied and interesting stuff it's so honestly like the games there wasn't one that like stood out to me like oh i'm gonna play this every day from now on uh in the con but the actual like the whole event was really spectacular and one of my favorites i've ever been to i couldn't help but think though when you were when you were hanging out when we were doing the podcast and dungeons and dragons and stuff i couldn't help but think that you have this other gaming group (laughs) that you left for several hours <laughs> and in the back of my head i was thinking like is logan like the glue that holds these people together or can they function without him or like are oh, they upset they... with him that he is gone are they upset with us because we're the, like this better group of people <laughs> <laughs> you're a different group of people nobody's better but uh no i am i am not the glue that holds any group together i don't think uh they were just fine without themselves they're very autonomous but it it was the I go with the same group of people every year, and um, it was a it was the longest that I've been away from any of those guys, uh, any Gen Con I've ever gone to. So that was a little weird, uh, but it was also the reason why it was so such a different con for me because I wasn't with the with the normal group of people that I go with. It was kind of out of my comfort zone for Gen Con, you know. Yeah, but and like, let's be like very clear way. that uh, you can't spell better without a capital B. So be team, that's better team. <laughs> well, I know I've, uh, I, I know I've asked you this question on, on our other podcast, but did, was there a game that kind of stood out at Gen Con for you? You haven't, you haven't been on Tuesday night since yeah. the specials. <laughs> that's true. I, I almost feel like I might've 
well, I'm not going to say I wasted money on my floor pass for Gen Con, but <laughs> I did not spend enough time on the vendor floor there because I was spending a lot of time playing Vanguard. Uh, I, you know, I, I just didn't get enough to look around and see all the games. Of course, I did end up with the Bushiroad game that I was looking for, but I would have gotten that either way. Yeah, oh, I can't man. say. What? I just thought Ice Cool is the game, is my favorite game of Gen Con. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> you made me think of it by saying, like, the thing that I wanted to get on the floor, I got, because I did. Anyway. Yeah, but I guess I think this year I really overdid the I'm going to hang out with people part and less of the I'm going to look at a lot of games part. So would you really call it overdoing it if you just I mean, like, it seems like you had a really good time, right? Well, another word that starts with B is balance. And balance is something we must seek out in all aspects of our lives. And I think <laughs> I just uh, spent too much time trying to play that Pokemon TCG. <laughs> <laughs> sealed draft tournament oh what a disaster <laughs> i will i will say that there were there were points that i was almost like one-on-one -on -one with everybody except you two yeah. i don't think it was ever just logan and i or if it was ever just will and i i don't mm. think that ever happened but i feel like well, my friend mike i was with him Kay, i was with him irene i was with her and actually not even a, a lot with irene which i thought was weird but yeah there wasn't just for for us doing a podcast and for us kind of always talking from week to week, there wasn't just a situation where it was just <laughs> us together. And not saying that huh. that was bad, but, you know, in retrospect, I would kind of definitely want a little more of that in the future. Yeah, I, and I, I, I'll also say that because I started doing the Vanguard podcast that I kind of wanted to spend some time or more time with the people that I've met through that podcast because I want to see if I can build up that community as well. So that was a focus for me. I, I just wish there was more Gen Con. I feel like, you know, I mean, you, like you're you're asking if, if my friends were like disappointed that I wasn't there. Well, I mean, of course, like they're, they're one of their friends wasn't around for that time. And but I mean, like, I don't know. I, and I I felt it was more like a thing where I feel disappointed or I feel like I'm disappointing people a lot. That's the thing about me. So I just felt like oh, I wish I could be in all places at all times. I, I wish there was like a. Uh, you know, like a podcast con that I could go to for a week and then a friend con I could go to for a week and then all the other stuff, like a food con. I mean, I'm sure there are other things. I just wish Gen Con <laughs> was infinite time. <laughs> well, Logan, you, did, you did the cool thing of staying Sunday night and then leaving on Monday, correct? I, you know, you, you brought that up in the last TK podcast, or I guess it's TKP at that point. All right. But uh, yeah, no, I highly recommend staying Sunday night because it's the most chill. You get to play games all day on Sunday because you're not going back to the vendor hall. You got all the stuff that you wanted. So we just sort of wake up lazy whenever we want to and then play all the games that we bought, you know, well into the night. We stayed up till about 2 a.m. And then we got up, you know, we weren't in a hurry to leave because we all had taken Monday off to drive back. And so, yeah, we got up around, you know, like 10 or so and had breakfast at the hotel and then left. It's awesome. It's we call that holiday incon. Of course, we're, it's going to change because we're going to change to Airbnb next year. Oh, you're already you're already planning next year. You got the Airbnb on lockdown. And yeah, the Airbnb is on lockdown. <laughs> so you didn't do the absolutely insane thing that I did. What's that? Well, I don't know, Steve. When did we leave Indianapolis? Six o'clock p.m. Yeah, on we Sunday? left. Yeah, we left at six p.m. Yeah, so I started driving back to D.C. at 6 p.m. on Sunday night, 
I arrived at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Oh. That was real unpleasant. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, we have like an eight-hour drive, and that's unpleasant enough, but jeez. 14 yeah. hours? Are you for real? Like, Yeah, I uh, I wasn't even out of Indiana before I had to stop and go to sleep for an hour. <laughs> yeah, so. I was, was going to say, because I'm only a four-hour drive, five hours if you just count the imaginary hour that gets added back on. I remember <laughs> being in Illinois and looking and you still being in Indiana and I was I was like it took us two hours to get out of Indiana and you're still in Indiana and you had a shorter drive to leave it. Yeah, that's true. To get to the eastern border, it was should have only been an hour. But no. <laughs> took a nap, huh? Will Will Anderson does not recommend the Sunday night drive. Get a hotel, folks. Yeah. It's I mean, there's nothing I mean, of course it's like you guys mentioned in the last podcast, it is a luxury. Like if you can actually take a day, but I, I end up, I mean, it's, it's like a weird week because I take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday off. So I'm not actually taking a full week off of work, but it feels like just so much more time that you have to enjoy all the games that you got. And you're never in a situation of driving 14 hours. <laughs> right, overnight. Yeah. overnight. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely my plan is to go back on Monday instead of Sunday. The other thing I realized was that was the first year I had a hotel via Skywalk. Oh, yeah. And now now it's it's super hard to like justify saving money <laughs> over convenience. Yeah. Because of the fact that it was just right there, even though it was pretty much twice as expensive as, as right. the original hotel I was planning on booking at, uh, that convenience was so nice. We'll have to see how the Airbnb goes, but the savings is nuts because we like four people were basically paying double the amount that we're going to pay for the Airbnb. And the Airbnb is going to has a maximum capacity of about eight people. So we can basically spend a quarter of the money that we were spending on the hotel for that Airbnb. Uh, and there's tons of gaming tables at the at the house where, where, we're, where we're gonna stay so i i don't know i mean like we'll have to see but how far is the house like from the the convention though i think it's two miles away so there's no no walking right. there but we could uh, i mean uber exists so i'm not too uh -huh. worried about it and we could even like we're gonna be driving up in a van anyway so we could just take the van park in the uh parking structure and bring our games back to the van instead of to the room right yeah yeah uh, i don't know we we've done it far away before and we always liked being closer better but we've never had like a whole house with a whole bunch of cool uh you know like setups for for playing games on of course we won't have a free breakfast either i don't know we'll see how it goes <laughs> but but you're already oh. you're already locked down on that yeah yeah all right we already we already got it well speaking of locking down let's lock down our table talk <laughs> Let's talk about quite as good as last week, but that's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the games we've been playing. I uh, I'll start. I haven't been playing anything. I think I already said that, but I did do a Reddit gift exchange. They were doing a mm. uh, board game. They did a board game exchange, so I signed up for that. And you know, I have zero expectations when it comes to Reddit gift exchanges. Sometimes you just get something and you think, well, this is going straight in the garbage. Uh, or sometimes you're just like, wow, like my gifty, my giver went way above and beyond and got me something cool. Most of the time <laughs> it's it's stuff that 
like ends up in the garbage. Like last time I signed up for, I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it might've been Final Fantasy. And I'm not a big Final Fantasy person or whatever, but I put, no, it was just, I think it was just general gaming. But anyways, I oh. put that I played Final Fantasy 14, which is a very different game than every other Final Fantasy <laughs> because it's the MMO one. And yeah. my gift was a like little miniature swords from Final Fantasy 7 that you could like assemble or disassemble and oh, an Android phone pad charger. I have an iPhone <laughs> and I don't have a case that would work to fit on said Android phone charger. Both of those things kind of went right into the trash. Wait, yeah. so they Will Anderson gifted you? <laughs> if that's what you consider Will Anderson gift. So for... <laughs> well, no, 90% of the time, and here's a, here's a clue for you all. 90% of the time, if you're getting a present from Will Anderson, it's something he has in his house that he didn't want anymore. <laughs> oh, then yes, that probably seemed exactly what I got. So I signed up for r slash board games, and I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of... The, the main reason I signed up because, is because I like to give. That's the only reason I like to sign up for any of these. But the other reason was I have a lot of sealed board games that I will never play. So hopefully the person I get is general enough and and or has a list of the games they own so I can go, oh, they don't have this game and it's sealed and it's brand new. Let me send that to them, right? Like that's, that's, yeah. that's still a good gift, I think, a sealed game. I mean, uh, giving for the good feelings you get for giving and not because you're expecting something awesome back is a great way to be. And I think more fulfilling, probably. <laughs> right. And so, and, uh, and I don't want to be the guy that goes, well, you know, I, I stopped playing Seven Wonders and it's open and it's slightly used. I'm going to give that. Like, I, I still want to be, like, I still want to have the expectation of like, okay, this is new. Whether or not it's been sitting on Amazon shelf for two years or my shelf for two years, it's still a new game. <laughs> but uh, I received, and I was very excited, I received Beyond Baker Street. Uh, which I haven't opened or played yet, but it was one of the games that was kind of just, I threw together on a list of like, hey, these are possible games I would want, and here's my list of all the games I own on Board Game Geek. And so I got Beyond Baker Street, and I got a little personalized note, which I love. I think I like that more than the actual gift. It's just somebody like writing why they got me a gift. But I got that. I'm super excited. So that is my plan is to get that to the table because that was one of the games at Gen Con that I didn't get to play. Uh, just because there was always like a line or too many people waiting to play it. But I love Hanabi, which is the backwards card kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's what I can talk about. That's what I did talk about. <laughs> Logan, what do you got? First of all, I want to say, like, props to you for recommending Beyond Break History, because I keep forgetting what that thing is. I've never played Hanabi, and I really want to check it out. Uh, so I'm going to grab that game. I didn't know it was actually available right now. That's awesome. Um, I was I've played like a lot of descent second edition with the app that just came out fantasy flight just released an app on steam that basically replaces the uh the dungeon master of descent so you don't have to play with an overlord whoa you just have, yeah wait, wait, it's wait. so good you the steam app on your computer yes you can get and is it a paid app is it a free app uh somebody paid for it it wasn't me though um <laughs> but yeah you have to pay for it um and right now it only includes like the road to legend campaign, but we, I mean, we're not at the end. We just got to act two 
of that campaign. And we've, we played so much we've played. I mean, it's basically been like every night I'm going over to my friend's house and we've got a crew of four, four guys that are, that are trying to get through the whole scenario. And we've probably played, I don't know. There's been like six nights in two weeks that we played and we've gone through about probably 12, 12 or more dungeons. And it's been great. It's been super fun. I own descent. I've played it once. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There there might have been I was I was the overlord, the whatever the person that's against everyone. I might have hurt yeah. somebody's feelings by taking them out of the game. See, that's yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly what this thing takes away. And and that's exactly my complaint with descent is that the overlord is incentivized to do as good as they possibly can because they can win or lose just like everybody else can win or lose. But like, there are just like, there's no reason not to just always go for the healer. And so that person just feels picked on and you're trying, or you just want to kill everybody who's at their weakest because it's the easiest thing for you to do. This app totally takes that away. It's just, I mean, it's just mindless computer stuff, but there's, it feels like anything could happen because all the cards are part of the, part of the, the thing you downloaded. So when it gives you a random encounter, you didn't like shuffle through a whole bunch of cards to get there. It just presents it to you immediately. Uh, similarly, it handles all the monsters. It tells you when they're going to act. It tells you like the uh, if this, then that sort of scenario to to get them to act. And it also buffs the monsters a, a pretty good amount because um, to compensate for the fact that there's not a human actually piloting the overlord. Um, but we had we had the best experience because it always felt like we were like too powerful, which is a good feeling to have in a game. But then also we would suddenly be in a situation where we're like, oh, we're all going to die. We're all going to die right now. And that's sort of my, my favorite thing is to be on that kind of razor's edge of feeling like you're overpowered and then being brought to your knees and being like, nope, you actually suck. <laughs> Logan, I want you to get inside an elevator. Okay, okay. About Descent 2nd Edition with app-driven content? Uh, I don't know if you need to mention the app or not, because, you, I mean, you probably summed up the app yeah. already that it just replaces the Overlord. But once you pitch to our listeners if right. Descent is worth buying or not, I mean, you already made it seem worth buying, but for those who might <laughs> I mean, not know oh. what Descent is, can you sum that up in a minute? Sure. What am I... What am I... What am I doing with the elevator pitch gimmick stuff? <laughs> Will, what do you? Oh, he's got to be somebody. Yeah, mm. Will, what do you think? Oh, also, it looks like uh, Descent Road to Legend is free on Steam. Oh, oh, there you go. I, I want to make it real difficult for him. So, oh, what is something that Logan knows nothing about? Hmm. <laughs> is that is that the difficult part? Him just not knowing. Yes. Let's see. I can't. Hmm. I mean, because you, you don't even know who Sean Connery is and you had to pull that off. So <laughs> <laughs> why? Hmm. I, just, I have no creativity right now. An old I mean, the best I timey can come up with minor. Is, there you go. Yes. An old timey minor. <laughs> a, a minor 49er. There you go. From 1849. All righty. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of stamp channeling right now. Uh, that's an inside joke. Anyway, uh, okay. Well, ding me, SPJ. Hooey! Hey, y'all! 
I'm a, I'm a miner from up from up in 49. I'm coming to the future to tell you about a game called Descent. I'm all about descending into dungeons, but not real dungeons. I just get gold out of them or whatever. But this game is about going into similar situations, but they're filled with monsters. When you go down into the dungeons, you'll have a bunch of ho uh, just a whole bunch of monsters. Some of them will be better than others because they're red instead of white. And you got, depending on how many players you get, you'll have more monsters. Now, whenever you, you know, kill a monster, don't like rest easy because this ain't a normal dungeon explorer. They'll come right back next turn. They're just zombies all over the place or maybe, you know, weirder stuff like a wraith. But yeah, you, you can never be safe in descent. Monsters just coming out of the corners of the walls. Hooey, it reminds me of that time in 1823 when I was still alive and we had a collapse. I somehow made it out alive, but your, your explorers probably won't in descent. You're gonna die all the time. Don't worry, you got four lives at the beginning of every game. Everybody wins or loses together. And uh, unless you got that, unless you don't have the app, which I don't recommend, because then you have to have an overlord who's an extra character who doesn't do anything except for control the monsters. He has to make everybody have a bad time. But we felt like we had, we were really overwhelmed. But you know what? We made it through. We felt great. We went to the town. We bought a bunch of items and we got powered up. And it's a whole campaign. It's a real long one. And you get to keep going and playing and keep your characters. It's a real fun game. You should check it out. Okay, bye. I'm gonna go dig up some coal. <laughs> no, the 49er miners were after gold. But I've had an amazing revelation. What? Descent is the tabletop version of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Oh, Kinda, like yeah. That. I'm psyched for it now. Let Descent. us go get some Descent. Descent <laughs> is like D&D, except there are way more guidelines and rules, I would say. Plus miniatures. Yeah, I'd also... It's also like strictly combat. Like you're just destroying a whole bunch of monsters, and monsters are destroying you. There's not really an, a role play element. You're just trying to just. It's just a dungeon crawler where you're just beating up monsters all the time. But you do get loot at the end of the dungeons, and then those loot, that loot and gear, you take into the next dungeon. So yeah, that that there's the your yeah. monster hunter aspect. Right, your characters level up though, which is not like Monster Hunter. But yeah, you get additional abilities. There's also like, if, depending on how many expansions you buy, you can really customize your characters. Um, there's like for each additional player, there's four archetypes that you have to select, like basically a healer class, a fighter class, a ranged class, and like a like a rogue, like a DPS sort of deal, or just like utility. Our, our person is a treasure hunter, so they get bonuses for going and finding the treasure. Uh, in the dungeon, which is really good. And then you, um, you know, those archetypes have like, I mean, in, we, we got like all the expansions, so they all have like six different versions of that archetype that you can be. It's really fun. Really, really fun. And we played a ton of it. Awesome. Did you just want to mention the other games you, you played? Sure. Um, I played Codenames Pictures and Codenames Deep Undercover. I played uh, Tada some more. Which is still fun. Your, does, played, your group, does your group like Tada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just a silly. It's, it's a really good um, opening game or like a in between games game because it doesn't take any time at all and it just makes you feel weird and loosen up for the next game. Um, so I, I like it as a as an entry point into a game night or like a middle 
the middle game. Um, I played Junk Art finally, and it's really, really fun, and all all my friends love it. We we had a really fun time. Everybody was just like, "No way, you did that!" It's just it's just a whole bunch of uh, incredulous exclamations when people make something work that should not work. <laughs> like we had one guy that was just real willy nilly about where he's placing those those pieces, and the, the the structure would shake a whole lot. When he was building it up, but it would just never fall. He was just some kind of master builder that <laughs> didn't care if it was shaken. It was really fun. Um, I think I think that's about that's about all the stuff that I played. So is Codenames Deep Undercover the adult version? Yeah, but it's just barely adult. Like there's no there's no actual curses. It's not like Cards Against Humanity. Um, it's there just are like, like suggestive there are games. like words like boobs though, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I said, not actual curses, just like it's like a PG-13 movie. It's like going to see Austin Powers, the Codenames game. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really merit the black box. Nah, I don't I don't think so. I mean, they, it came with four entire blank cards. So you could make you could get real explicit on the fronts and backs of those cards, I suppose. I think that Codenames Pictures is a much more solid game overall than just than, original Codenames. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's firmly better than original Codenames. But I was told during Gen Con, and I want to spread this spread the word that original Codenames you can play with three teams because a third team can be the gray boxes because there's the same number of grays as there are blues and reds, and that's not the same in Pictures because Pictures has one less row. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So so it gives me a reason to come back to old code names and code names deep undercover. I, I think pictures is really interesting, though. I think I think I mean, first of all, you're not you don't have 25 words that you can't say right from the beginning of the game. And I feel like that gives you a lot more room. And then there's a whole bunch more creativity because, you know, but if there's like a Santa on the card, I thought you're not allowed to say Santa because that's what's no. on the card. Oh, no, you can. I mean, it, well, Codenames pictures, the pictures are so ambiguous that you would never it would never be Santa. The, oh, yeah, the, we, we played. Yeah, we played Codenames pictures. I don't think you were around, Steve, but that game was impossible. Or... I mean, I, I, I played pictures for like two hours at like 3 a.m. <laughs> One of the no, nights of Gen Con that I don't remember, and I just thought to myself, I'm not sure I would buy this, not that I'm not having fun, but it's kind of like having Forbidden Island and Forbidden Desert. It's almost redundant to have both copies. I will say that I own three copies now of Codename Some Version, and um, I, I feel like Pictures is my favorite. I have a reason to, you know, grab regular Codenames or even... Uh, deep undercover depending on what group I'm going to and if we're going to have like six people so I want three teams or whatever but yeah I think I think pictures is the winner for me and definitely one of them will be better for you it is like that that forbidden desert situation yeah yeah will have you played anything anything hitting your table no not well besides vanguard <laughs> the plan vanguard no, I'm trying to get a group together so I can play Ascendance of Etheros, but still haven't gotten that together yet. But I've got, got read through the rules, learned the uh, the actual gameplay, so I'm good to go, ready to go on that. All right. What kind of, real quick, what kind of game is Etheros? So Ascendance of Etheros, it is a purely deck building game. 
Um, so very much follows all the standards of on your turn, you get to take a card or you can pay the cost to add cards to your deck and everything like that. Um, and it has an attacking component where you attack all the other players in the game. But I think what sets it apart the most and it makes it very clearly a Bushi Road game, and it is the first Bushi Road game that is not a trading card game, is it's basically, and the creator described it this way, it's for people who are curious about trading card games but don't want to spend the money to play a trading card game. So all of the mechanics in it are very similar to the mechanics in the Bushi Road games where you have skills that are either happening all the time or only happen once or have to meet criteria before they're activated. Um, and the descriptions and everything flow from that same thing. And you're building a team and you use that team to do your attacks and everything like that. So it's like, if you're curious about trading card games, but you don't want to spend that money, then you can get Ascendance of Etheros and then find out if you actually like the mechanics of a trading card game, but you only have to pay the one time as opposed to the $500 that I have put into my single <laughs> Vanguard deck. I am not joking because one of my coworkers was making fun of me and then we calculated how much I've spent on my Vanguard deck and it's mm. literally $500. Jeez. That's why I, I left the TCG game. No, right. thank I, you. Dude, uh, uh, uh. Pokemon <laughs> is and Magic are still more expensive than Vanguard because oh, that five hundred dollar deck is going to last I, me a long time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I was not like reacting. I'm glad that I'm out of the TCG game in general, except for Hearthstone. But Hearthstone is much cheaper than every other CCG. But man, that's. I just always. You know what's weird? I, I was having the same thought of like Desert or Forbidden Desert. Uh, as like deck builders in general have done for me and wanting to play a ton of CCGs because the fact that deck builders are around scratches that itch for me. And I don't, I'm like the opposite. It's not like a, it's not like a way to start playing CCGs for me. It was a way to like, you know, like a nicotine patch to fight <laughs> that urge. Before, yeah. before Dominion existed, I was, I was doing like seven CCGs and it was too much. <laughs> I wish I could say I felt the same way, but man, once I was holding a Genesis Dragon Amnesty Messiah in my hands, <laughs> I was feeling that high. So good. Uh, so good. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> I think high Amnesty something dragon is going to end our show here. <laughs> Genesis Dragon Amnesty Messiah, dude. Right. Yeah, that thing. So easy. Mm -hmm. Real easy to say. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like a winner to me. Uh, so I will, uh, this will come up on Tuesday, like always, we're still doing the iTunes thing, so if you haven't done so already, and you want to win a copy of Two Rooms in a Boom, or Duel, your choice, uh, head over to iTunes, leave us a review, and we'll pick the winner here in a week or so, we're just making sure that everyone has enough time to do so, so head over to iTunes, leave a review if you haven't done so already, and then, um, we'll pick a winner, and you can pick either Two Rooms or Boom, or duel and i will not be here next week alan and sean will do something i don't know what but i will be at pax west so if you're going to pax and you want to say hi or meet up or whatever my twitter is at dragging a lake i will also be speaking on monday uh labor day of pax at 10 30 a.m in the hydra theater if i'm not mistaken but yeah i'll be there logan where can our listeners find you um on twitter at logan jenkins awesome and will uh, i'm on twitter at washing the sink oh still can't do it 
Still can't do it. It was really close that time. You, you, you've almost got it. <laughs> and on Facebook, facebook.com slash stabinated speaker, but you have to be friends with Alan Girding before I will accept your friend request. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, I guess this episode is... Complete? <laughs> <laughs> uh, B-Team blew it. <laughs>